What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Dustin and Tanya podcast. 2.0. 2. <laughs> 2.0. 2. Why 2.0? Because this is season two, and if you missed season one, that's on you. But now we're at 2.0. Just for you. Just for you. Today we've got some really cool stuff to talk about. Personal development, growth, expansion. Healing. Healing. Health. Health. Today we're going to talk about holistic health and holistic health in the terms of mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so I thought we would touch a little bit on this. Tanya and I have been in the fitness space itself. We've been on a fitness journey for the last 10, 10, 11 years. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been in the fitness space since 2018. And the biggest thing I've learned in the fitness space is most of the clients I work with, it's not food. No. And it's not exercise. No. Right? It's usually some form of things that they've experienced in their lives. Sh stress, trauma, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever that we walk, we talk through, we work on. But it's like we've been in the nutrition and fitness space for since 2018. Yeah. And so with that, over the last 10 or 11 years, you and I have started our own journey. Mm -hmm. And that journey is to become our best self but in order to become our best self we have to be healthy yes and healthy is a holistic approach yes, it is. meaning all-encompassing meaning if you run and exercise and eat right but mentally or emotionally or spiritually you're undeveloped mm -hmm. or underdeveloped you'll still be experiencing some of that chaos yeah because a lot of that stuff your behaviors even though you're changing your nutrition and fitness yeah your behaviors from things that are unhealed or undeveloped will bring out into your nutrition and fitness journey which will derail your progress yeah that or like for us because we started with physical we started uh, uh by by starting to work out um the physical part is so important mm -hmm. because it's the beginning of obedience it's the beginning of submission so like self-discipline mm -hmm. so like i'm going to do this mm -hmm. and this might be for us a one mile run from our house to around the lake in Tecumseh that was empty back to our house to smoke a cigarette yes but when we did that that was the beginning of like discipline first step. submission mm -hmm. obedience all these things and so when we submitted to this journey mm -hmm. we submitted ourselves but then as we went along our fitness journey it turns out once you run one mile that's not too bad you run two miles and now all of a sudden it becomes an emotional thing Mm. And it becomes a mental thing and it becomes a spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, like we thought in the beginning, it was this like, well, I just need to run and eat well. Mm -hmm. And now you're, you know, you're at the gym and you're, you're pushing some weight and it gets heavy. Mm -hmm. And now it's like a mental game. Yes. Do I have it in me mm -hmm. to even attempt this? Do I have it in me to show up every day? Mm -hmm. Do I have it in me to keep going? Do I have it in me to have discipline? Do I have it in me to have consistency? 
And these are the questions that start getting asked in your mind. Sure. Why am I doing this? Haven't we ran far enough? Didn't I do enough weight last week? Blah, blah, blah. So the physical was our beginning. Yes. Which then, as we found out, turned into a mental game. Mm -hmm. Which then also turns into an emotional game. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been run before and bawling your eyes out. I have. <laughs> Why? Because you're experiencing things that are challenging outside of your comfort zone. I was going to say uncomfortable. Yeah, outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. And there's a possibility of struggle. There's a possibility of challenge. There's a possibility of injury. This is very, very small. Yeah, but like our minds immediately go to we're dying. Oh, yeah. Like you are going to die. And everything hurts. Everything yeah. is wrong. Yes. All of these things and emotions and feelings are coming up. Right. And so in our journey, we've experienced all of the physical, all of the emotional, all of the mental, all of the spiritual feelings, all of the growth. Not done growing. Oh, don't, gosh, don't, yeah. don't let me say that the wrong way. But like... We're experiencing those things because we continue to show up physical. Mm -hmm. Now I have a mental game. So I show up for that every day. Now I have an emotional game. So I show up for that every day. Now I have a spiritual game. So I show up for that every day. And I already, you already know I show up for the physical every day. If right. nothing else, it's for my business. Mm -hmm. And so holistic approach is not the same way as Western medicine or healing in the United States. Healing in the United States looks something like, Doc, I got heartburn, and he says, here's some Zantac. Yep. Which is great, because like right now I have heartburn. I, I don't have heartburn. <laughs> but like right now I have heartburn, so that is a great fix. Except for two weeks from now, when you're still taking Zantac, because you have heartburn, mm -hmm. the heartburn's not going away. Right, it's just a band-aid. Correct. But the heartburn is trying to tell you something. It's trying to tell you that you got to fix something. Mm -hmm. But we look past the heartburn and we look to fix the heartburn, not what caused the heartburn. Mm -hmm. And so I believe as you go on a journey of living a healthy lifestyle, we literally have wrote a book called How to Live a Healthy Lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, even when we wrote it, we wrote it in 2019. Uh, or 18? I think it was 2000, 2019. So 18 or 19, we wrote this book called How to Live a Healthy Lifestyle. And we were so immature in our journey that the five principles of how to live a healthy lifestyle were exercise, eat, eat whole, whole foods, foods drink water, drink water get, sleep. get sleep, and get some sun. Mm -hmm. Those were the five how to live a healthy lifestyle. Yes. And those are five good principles. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, there's, there's a lot more to this game. Sure. And that is what we want to touch on today. Yes. Our journey, our experiences in the physical realm, in the mental realm, in the emotional realm, in the spiritual realm, and how they've all developed, matured, and helped us get where we are today as a total package. Mm -hmm. Has there been times where we weren't focused on some of it rather than others? Yeah. Absolutely. I think that it's like a, it's like building blocks. Yeah. And right? you just continue to so you evolve. Start, yeah, you start with one. So like in our case, it was the physical. So start there. Go because ahead. That's, because that's where we, we felt that we needed, right? right? It was the physical. Yeah. But then along the way, you learn like, okay, I've got like the physical down. Now you start on the next building block. Where's the next area where I need to develop? Yeah. My mind. 
yeah. or whatever right. the case is for, for whoever. But like, to me, I think it's, it's building blocks. You have to start somewhere yeah. and start with one that that's the most important to you in that, in that time. What, what's the most important thing you need right now today? Right now it's, today. It's, it's like, it's like paying off debt. Yeah. You yes. find the like highest interest, crappiest turnover and pay that thing off first mm -hmm. so that you can then start to snowball mm -hmm. the rest of them. Right. So yeah, it's about finding what is the first thing that like I need to tackle right now. Yeah. And then as you start on that journey, like as for Dustin and I, we started on the journey of the physical and then it was, shoot, now I understand like I've got the physical, I need to tackle my mind, yeah. my mental health mm -hmm. and how I show up and how I defeat that, that voice inside of me that says, I'll just sleep in today. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't need to push any extra. You've right. got enough. Right. Whatever, whatever. Yep. You know, and so it's just building blocks. Yeah, I like become that. become the whole package. I like that. So for us, I check out a treatment. I'm 260, mm -hmm. three packs of cigarettes a day, 12 Mountain Dews, sexy as hell. So right? sexy. So sexy. <laughs> so and sexy. our marriage sucks, our life sucks, period. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. But from that, burn the boats. Mm -hmm. From that, man, we've ruined everything, but somehow we're still standing. Yeah. We're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But we need to do something. So we started physical. Mm -hmm. And by physical, I mean exercise. Yeah. Right? And eating right. And this is what I want to share with them today is some of our how in all four of these areas. I like it. Right? Mm -hmm. So physical, we start out, we have a garage, a 35, 30, 30 by 40 steel building with a concrete floor. Mm -hmm. We live in Nebraska and it is wintertime. Yep. And if you know wintertime. It's a small town too. Yeah, there's not even a gym there's, if you wanted yeah, to go there's to. There's no gym. So we live in a small town. We live in Nebraska. And if you've never been to Nebraska, God rest your soul. But if you have, you know that wintertime Sucks. Sucks. <laughs> Snow, ice, cold, whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. When you're growing up or living in it, like, it sucked. So, I come home from treatment. Mm -hmm. We don't really have a lot, and we know we need to do something. Yeah. So, we had a few. I was going to say one, but I think we had a few. Tony Horton. Uh, we, we had, like, we P90. Had P we had P90X. No, we had P90. We had P90X. We had P90, means that that's the first one. Yeah. And then we had P90X, and then we had, went to Walmart and got like this little weight set, bench press thing, mm -hmm. um, and then a pull-up bar, dip station, whatever, whatever. Yeah, very minimal. That was all we had. Mm -hmm. And we got to work. And mind you, so it's winter, right? And... We're working out in our shop, our 30 by 40 shop, and there's no heat. Oh, yeah. No. So, like, it it's was cold. it was cold. Yeah. But we were like, we got to do, do something. This. So, that's where we started. Yeah. So, we go out into the garage. We put on Tony Horton on mute because I can't stand that guy's voice after, like, three times, which is merely a immaturity, right? Like, okay, so... We're doing push-ups, dive bomber push-ups, slide out push-ups, his push-ups, her push-ups. He's like, you need to do 25. And we're like, yo, I did four of them. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah. I did four of them, right? And then we're standing over there like, <sighs> oh my gosh, what wow. Are doing? And he was like, all right, now that we're warmed up, I'm like, oh, babe, I don't know about all this. 
but we started. Yeah. And the reason we started is because we didn't have a ton of money, but what we did have was a shop and energy. And so, and I know that we needed to do something. Mm -hmm. So it was push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, squats. squats, run, walk, lunges, burpees, uh, uh, jumping jacks, whatever we could do that caused no harm and little equipment and we could get through as fast as possible because we just really wanted to be done. Yeah. So that's what our fitness started as. Mm -hmm. And... Over the next 10 years, obviously, it's evolved massively. Right. I literally just made a post today. Mm -hmm. um, I am on a journey this year. Tanya's on portion of it. She didn't start the whole thing with me. I'm on what I called hashtag road to 1000. What that means is I decided that I am going to walk, hike, or run 1,000 miles this year in 2023. And this morning, we crushed mile 500. So I'm halfway done and it's May 10th. I'm, I'm 21 days ahead to get to 500. Um, I'm two months and 21 days ahead of being done before the year, mm -hmm. right? So at that point, I, I'm, I'm gonna be, ideally if I keep up at this pace, I'll be done in nine months instead of 12. Yeah. That was the plan for, for me. Like get it in, get it on, get it done and get on your way. Yeah. But it didn't go from little Tecumseh gym to run in 500 miles, no. right? So I shared a post today, 2013, I had man boobs. 2014, I was humongous. 2015, I didn't even have a picture that was worthy of sharing. 2016, something was different. We were at the race. We ran a, a 10K. 10K. Yep. That year we ran a 5K, a 10K, and I wrestled in a wrestling tournament yes. and got my fucking ass kicked. Um, 2017, I don't remember which picture it was, but 2018 was the CrossFit Open. 2019 was the first time we did 75 hard. So what I'm saying is in four, four years ago was the first time we did 75 hard. We've done it like 482 times now. <laughs> yeah. But like what I'm saying is, is it hasn't been that long ago since we really dialed in. Right, it went from like yeah. 2013 to like, two, well, 2017 was that fishing picture. Yeah. But, go ahead. I was gonna <clears throat> say, like 2000, I think 2016, 17 is when we started to kind of get a little bit more dialed in with our fitness. So before that though, it was like we were in the gym at our house mm -hmm. doing what we needed to do. We were putting a little less cheese on our casserole. Yeah. We were having one less Mountain Dew every day. Yeah. We obviously weren't drinking, we weren't drinking and, and, and doing drugs because I had just got home from treatment. Mm -hmm. And so it was uh, like, I smoked a few less cigarettes. We did a few more push-ups. I ate a little less cheese. We had a few less Mountain Dews. We started sleeping a little better. And, and it was like this progression of maturity. Yeah. You went from like, I can't do four dive bomber push-ups to like, I can literally do handstand push-ups, yeah. right? Um, and so in that journey of a decade or 11 years, I've now went from hardly being able to do any push-ups to I literally just finished 500 miles today. Right. We've done a bodybuilding show. We've done the CrossFit Open. We've competed, we've completed, we've and we've done, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is cool. Mm -hmm. But when we started, we had no idea that 10 years later, I would be running a thousand miles in one year. 
For sure. Right? And that's what we want to talk about. Like, that's the journey. Yeah. It's about, like, you have to start somewhere. And then in that journey, you find, like, it will start to evolve into different things. Like, your goals will change. Yeah. Your um, desire for different things will change. But the whole point is when you start, like, having that will to keep going to keep seeking and finding where you want to take it next or what you want to fix or what you want to fix next because like you said like I never thought like I had had a dream of competing uh, as a bikini uh, competitor but I thought that that was just like oh that sounds like a cool thing to do it'll never happen right but over the years I found that like you know what I can do that and I'm going to show myself that I am capable and I'm going to do that. And I set out to do it and I did it. And so it's, it's those things like you, you start to like rewrite these stories in your head that tells you like the things you see, like, Oh, that'd be really cool to do. I know that I could never do that. And you start to get this, this feel inside of you. That's like, you know what? Heck with that. Like I'm going to push towards that. I'm going to, Make that my goal. I'm going to start seeking towards that. Maybe I won't accomplish it in a year, but who knows where that might lead me. And you start down that path and it just becomes this like evolving thing for you in your journey. I think what you were trying to say or what I was hearing was along the way, you learn self-discipline. Yeah. Along the way, you gain Mm self-confidence. Along the way you earn a different feeling. Yeah. You become a different person. Right. Physically. We're just just on physical right now. Yeah. But like when you said, I had a dream to be a bodybuilding competitor, but I could never do that. At some point on one run or one workout or one thing, you looked yourself in the mirror and said, man, I'm different than what I was before. I wonder if that is possible. Mm -hmm. And so you kept pursuing. And three or four years later, you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, you know what? Today's the day. Today's the day. And I'm going to sign up. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and I'm going to chase this thing and I'm going to freaking do it. And so that's that mental builder. And a lot of people ask me, like, how do I gain self-confidence? How do I gain self-discipline? How do I gain belief in me, right? We've been talking about this. It's easy to believe in the government. Mm -hmm. It's easy to believe in Santa Claus. It's easy to believe in the president. It's easy to believe in, in anything that you want to put your beliefs in. But the question is, do you believe in yourself? Mm -hmm. Because it's easy to look out like, yes, I believe that Burn the Boats Apparel Company is the greatest apparel company this side of the Mason-Dixon. Let me just tell you that right now. But that belief is an external belief. When you start this journey mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and you're walking that walk and you're showing up every day, and it doesn't matter that it wasn't perfect yesterday, and it doesn't matter that it's raining right now, and it doesn't matter that we don't have the right equipment or the right shoes or even the right fucking mindset, but like, I'm showing up today mm-hmm. and I'm going to walk this walk. Yep. And wherever it takes me, I'm going to see where we get. Mm-hmm. And along that way, when you start accomplishing 
Hey, I was able to freaking do half of Tony's video. Hey, I was able to freaking have two sodas today. Hey, I was able to put cigarettes down completely. Hey, I was able to, now it's like, I'm doing these things I said I maybe one time couldn't have done, which tells me the things I'm telling myself that I'm not mm -hmm. a runner, not a runner. Yeah. Said that my whole life. Yeah. So in 2023, my vote of confidence showed up and said, you know all that shit you always talk about becoming your best self? about being the baddest dude in the room, about being authentic and honorable and integrity and intentional and all this stuff. Why don't you go for a run? And I was like, what? Talk, <laughs> don't do that. Talk to me that way. I'm not a runner. <laughs> I am not a runner. How about you run a thousand miles this year? What did you say? I am not going to do that. Why? Because I told myself, just like everybody else, I don't have the time. I'm not a runner. I hate cardio. This is stupid. I got a bad knee and I've had shots in my spine. Yep. Excuse, excuse, excuse. This morning, I am a runner. Mm -hmm. I'm not great, but I'll show up. My shoes will be tied and I will freaking snot and spit and loogie and scream and holler all the way down the trail as a runner. And I think like the cool thing about this morning was one, we picked a hard trail. Hardest trail. I mean, it's like straight up like the whole time it seemed like, <laughs> but the fact is that the trail is only like just over four miles. 4.15. 4.15. But what did you decide to do when you got to the end of the trail? What did you decide to do? I got to the end of the trail because this trail has eluded me a few times. Mm -hmm. And by a few, I mean every single time I've attempted it since. I can do it backwards, it's which easy. is all downhill. So easy. But at 7,000 feet elevation, everything's hard. Mm -hmm. So when you say easy, like nothing's easy at 7,000 feet elevation. Sure. But, and, and the thing about it too is that like you're on this constant, because you're on a trail, right? So like there's ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. And every time... Like, just when you think you catch your breath and you're good, you look up. You look up, and then it's like, crap, I gotta run up that hill. Yeah. I can't breathe. And yeah. you start it all over again. So it's a constant, like, catching Challenge. your breath. Challenge. Mm -hmm. It's very uncomfortable. Very. And that's why you don't like cardio. Mm -hmm. And that's why you say you're not a runner. And that's why you don't show up every day because it's uncomfortable. And I'm talking to me, by the way. Um, but but what did you do today? So I get to the car. I'm at 4.15 miles according to my app. Mm -hmm. I look down and I wanted 4.5 because here's the other trick. I'm probably close to a thousand miles already, probably. but I only take halves and holes mm -hmm. every single day. So if I walked 4.48 miles today, that means you got four miles. But if you walk 4.5 miles today, it means you got 4.5. But if we walk 4.79, it means you got 4.5, mm -hmm. right? And there's a lot of days that I walk 4.79 only to put down 4.5. Sure. That was just how I made it in my head. So at no point would I ever have to question, but did I do all thousand miles? Mm -hmm. I know by the time I'm done, it's all going to be super legit. Yeah. So I get to my car and I was like, man, that was a tough run, blah, blah, blah but I wanted 4.5 miles. So I turned the corner 
And I started running down this road. And I'm watching my phone, and she's like, yo, how far are you going? Uh, and I was I like, man. I see that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, you were like, hey, how far are you going? And I was like, oh. I'm going to go 0.15 miles. I said, I need 0.15 miles more. And you were like, okay. And I'm running. And I looked up, and there's a pole. And it is down way there. Way down there. Not 0.15 miles. <laughs> it's way down there. And I merely put my phone back into my pocket. And I said, I'm running to that pole. And then I'm going to run back. I don't need to see. I don't care how far it exactly. is. Exactly. Yep. So I kept running and I got to the pole and I looked a little farther and there was this sign down the road and I was like, I'm running to the sign. So I ran down to the sign. I always touched the line. So I touched the sign, turned around, headed back, got back to my car and turns out that 0.15 miles that I was going to go turned into an entire mile mm -hmm. to go the extra mile. Yeah. I ended up at 5.15 miles. We get home, it's 5'10", 2023. I run 500 miles. And the only reason we got there is because I went the extra mile. Because if I would have stopped, we would have been at 499 miles. Mm -hmm. But because I went the extra mile, mm -hmm. I hit 500 unknowingly, mm -hmm. only to come home and like, I think I'm really close. It's eight and five and two and four. And, Holy shit, we're at 500 miles on the dot. Yeah. On the dot. On the dot. And so it was really cool for me because it was a mental thing. It was a physical thing. It was an emotional thing. And it was a spiritual thing all in one run. Yeah. Right? And so that's how holistic health has worked for us. Mm -hmm. The more we have focused on our physical, the more our mental has needed cleaned up and it has gotten cleaned sure sure up. but yeah. then the more your mental got cleaned up the more you found out you were em emotionally unstable mm -hmm. and the more that got cleaned up the more you realize that there's something greater outside of you in this world and your spiritual started to get cleaned up mm -hmm. so for me nature is like my spiritual place yes. it's where i feel the most connected it's where i find the most peace and love and honor and hope and all these things right. and a lot of times it's while i'm running mm -hmm. because it's uncomfortable i believe there's a little hidden gem inside of your heart that when you work it just enough it's like them sweat t-shirts where you have to sweat for the letters oh, to letters pop out there. that little piece inside of your heart requires you to get uncomfortable for you to get to take that little note out that said, mm -hmm. just keep going. And that feeling yeah. that you get. Right. And I think that when you decide to push yourself to get uncomfortable, yeah. you find how much your mind is at play. Perfect. Let's switch to the mental side. Okay. Physical's easy. Physical we, we've been doing it for a long time. The mental reason. stuff has really started to come into play in the last couple of years. Yeah, and I actually want to say, like for me, like the body, when I was training for the bodybuilding show, I think it's when I started to really notice some of it. Because the cardio, like when you had to go, oh, I had to go on the elliptical and keep a steady state heart rate at 150 beats per minute and go for 30 minutes. That shit was hard. Yeah. 
And so I would have to like really have a conversation with myself in my mind and push past the, I want to quit. Oh, I have a cramp. Oh, I'm feeling this. I need to pee. Oh, I need to pee. <laughs> I need some water. I need the whatever, whatever. And I had to get deep in my mind and say, keep fucking going. Yeah, keep running. Shut up mm -hmm. and keep going. And the other piece that really pushed my limits and made me really understand my mental side was when we were in Tucson. Mm. And we decided to take up running. Dustin had actually had started his uh, road to a thousand. Yeah. And so I, I like to train with Dustin. It's one of my favorite things to do. And so I decided to run with him. Mm. And so I'd get up in the morning and I would go run with him and we would run around like this half deal. But the last piece was to run up this mountain mm. and it was hard. And the first time I remember, I stopped. I was like, I can't fucking do this. There's no way. My legs are trashed. I can't breathe. I cannot run up this thing. There, there is no, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. and, and how far did you make it? Halfway up. A quarter. Best. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had, I had made a decision. I had to tackle that mountain. mountain. And I think me and you had a conversation and I explained it to you. You did. Because you had got there. You and did it I first. had got the revelation. You did. And that revelation was, it. every day you're going to have to show up. Mm -hmm. Every day you have to run your race. Mm -hmm. Every day you have to go to work. Every day you have to pay bills. Every day you have to blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But that's the requirement. Mm -hmm. Like that's the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Right? So for me, when I was running... It was like, in my mind, what I understood was, I showed up today, mm -hmm. my shoes are tied, I'm running, I'm sweating, I'm breathing hard, and it was like, cute, so's everybody else. But what are you going to do when things get hard? What are you going to do when you get tired? What are you going to do when you get to the bottom of the hill and you look up and realize there's only one way to the top? And that's one foot in front of the other. There's no elevator mm -hmm. at the bottom of Mount Lemon. Right. There's no elevator at the bottom of life. Yeah. When you hit the depths of burn the boats and ride that bitch to the ashes, there's no elevator to take you back to the shitty spot that you were at. Right. You're now down here. Mm -hmm. And when you look up, and that mountain was like 270 stories high. Yeah straight up, mm -hmm. you realize the only way to get to the top of the mountain is to put one foot in front of the other and just go, and to go, mm -hmm. right? I know that you're tired. Mm -hmm. I know that you're hungry. I know that your feet hurt. I know that you're sweating. I know that the sun's in your eyes. I know that it's 31 degrees out and you don't even have a shirt on. Yeah. You are freezing. You can see your breath. Snot's running down your deal. But what the fuck are you gonna do? Mm -hmm. Are you going to stand at the bottom of the mountain and say, hmm, wonder what it looks like up there? Or are you going to put one foot in front of the other and go up it? Mm -hmm. And so every day I, when I ran, I went up that mountain. And there was times that I even went over and above that insanity because at the end of the run, the last thing you want to do is go up the mountain, especially yeah. that mountain. Right. But as I learned to go up that mountain... And that it was mostly my mind that was stopping me. Mm -hmm. 
And I started to ask for strength. And I started to ask for breath. And I started to ask for courage. And I started to tell my mind, shut up. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to know anything. Like, I'm running. And I would go, and I would go, and then one day I made it to the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And when I made it to the top of the mountain, I knew that that now was the standard. That there was no, like, oh, we just quit in the halfway now. If you're tired, nope. Now I know, because I made it to the top. There's no unknowing. There was no unknowing. And so I proceeded for the last, or for the next month or two, to find every possible path up that mountain and the hardest, the craziest, the wildest, straight up, and I conquered every fucking one of them. Mm-hmm. At daily. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Because every day I was tired. Mm-hmm. Every day I was wore out. And that was like, when I used to come home from work before I started this journey, it was like, oh, I'm not going to work out today. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have time, man. I got a lot going on. Oh, I'm not going to. It's cold out. And it was like all my excuses. Mm-hmm. They were all coming up the mountain with me and I was leaving pieces of them as I went. Like, oh, you're tired? Get the fuck out of here. I ain't got time for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going up the mountain. Yeah. And I was starting to drop the weight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking physically, but it was my mind. And then you came. And then I came. And then I let you go ahead of me. The, not, not the first not time. Not the first time? No, the first time you ran to show me the path up. Mm. Right? And how you took that path. Mm-hmm. And I remembered what you had said. Like, don't focus on looking yeah. at the top. Focus on where you're putting your feet and just your taking step. one step at a time. And that's it. And it was like, man... And I had to like push myself, throw the excuses out the window and overcome that mind inside of me that was saying, you can't do this. It's too much. Your legs are tired. You can't breathe. You whatever, whatever. And it was like, I'm watching him. It's like, I can't let him down. Like he's leading me. I've got to pick up the pace. And so I conquered it the first time Yeah. and it was exhilarating. It was like, holy crap. I just did that. Yeah. And then the second time, Dustin, being a great leader, mm-hmm. ran behind me because we took we put to the we took different the different path, which I think was the hardest path, mm-hmm. because it's like all the way to the back of this mountain and then straight up. Yeah. And so we, he ran behind me to make sure I didn't stop. Mm-hmm. And he encouraged mm-hmm. me. Uh, there you go. Encouraged I ran me behind you to encourage you. To encourage me, yes. yes. But like the whole point was to not get me to stop. So yeah. you were encouraging me, speaking life into me yeah. and pushing me up the entire way so I didn't stop, so I could know what that felt like. And that was a game changer. And from that moment, like he said, Every time we went up that mountain, we would increase our miles down at the bottom. Sure. Right? So it was like maybe three miles and you would do four miles and five miles. But every single time you ended at that mountain. And every day that we ran, you knew that no matter what, you had to make it to the top because there was, that was the standard. You've already done it. You've already done it. Don't but stop, every man. day, that voice still creeps in. Oh, yeah. Every day, that voice is showing up and saying, you can't do it. You're too tired today. You're this, you're that, you're whatever. Didn't sleep. So that whole experience in Tucson, for me, couple personally, months. it was a couple months. And that was 
it, it seemed like that was the mission yeah. was to run to the top of that mountain mm -hmm. and overcome the enemy within you because that's when you learn it's all a mental thing. So when your body is tired and you feel like you're going to die, you're not going to die. Yeah. You are, your that's mind a billion times. is so much stronger than what your body thinks or is capable or of. is capable of. Yeah. Your mind will push you past your limits of what you think that you're even capable it's all up here and that was a part of tucson that was like the best part of my growth because everything that you do in life everything mm. that you do in life comes down to your mental mm. state because your mind is the only limiting thing that you have in this world that will stop you from anything that you are mm. trying to achieve at any time. Yeah. And so when you can overcome and work that and say, not today, not I am today, not listening Satan. to you. Not today. You are not going to get me. Not today. I am showing up and I am going to push past what everything that you say that I cannot do. And I'm going to show you that I am capable. I'm going to show you that I can do what I sought out to do because you are not holding me back today. And you have to get past that, that point and know that that is how you win every single time. And it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. But when you can start to focus on your mind and your mental state and overcome that enemy within you, man, like... It's a game changer. It is a game changer. Yeah, so like today, we, we planned on doing this on Friday. Yeah. And guess what? I didn't sleep with a shit last night. No. Guess what else? I did a heavy leg day yesterday, which means yeah. my legs didn't work very well. Mine didn't work either. I woke up this morning at 4.45 when my alarm clock went off, and the first thing out of my mouth, I said, why the fuck not today? Why wait till Friday when I could just fucking do it today? <laughs> I know. I heard you say that as we got to the top of the mountain, because we like run up the top of this hill first, and then we start our trek. And I heard him say that, and I was like... All right, we're running this trail today. Here we go. She didn't have a choice. She didn't know I, what was. I did oh, have yeah, a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have a but choice. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. But, like, you didn't have a choice whether we were doing it or not. Yeah. You didn't, because I didn't have a choice. It was like, in my mind, it was like, fuck, wait until Friday. We're doing it today. And I could tell, like, you were determined. Yeah, 100%. You were focused. Nothing was stopping him today. And I could tell. And it was. It was a challenge. Yeah. Like I had to work my mental side quite a bit today because yeah. it was like, man, this I, I want to stop. Yeah, I want to walk. So, yeah, it, it physically I have learned so much by going to the gym, by exercising, by working out, by limiting the foods that I eat, by eliminating the crap in my life, by you know all these things, right? But like at the end of the day, I've done all of these things in my life. So that I can say yes to life. So while we're still on physical and mental, real quick, there's been trips in our life that also have turned into spiritual things. But there's been trips in our life, and I mean real trips, like we, we did a, excuse me, 50 mile hike with 50 pound packs in four days um, to Havasu Falls uh, here in Arizona in 2018. <clears throat> and it was just me and you. Yep. We literally had to pack in all of our food, water, clothing, tents, packs, everything. Everything you needed. Everything you have to pack in, it's 12 miles to the to your campsite. And it's a mile and a half of switchback straight down. 
and ten and a half miles flat in the freaking canyon, canyon walking back to this Indian reservation. Mm -hmm. We get back to the Indian reservation. Like I have a spiritual thing. You have a spiritual thing. That was the first time I could feel a presence of like, there's something out there more important and greater than us. And it was when the sun was coming up in the mountains. And yeah, it was like, peak, yeah. oh man, I see that picture today. I get warm and I get chills. Yeah. And it's like, that was the beginning of me starting to realize there's more to life than my stupid ass and the shit that I'm up to. Mm -hmm. Right. Which I want to then lean into the emotional side. But that trip was killer for us. Oh, yeah. It changed our lives. Yeah, it changed a lot. Because we had to be physical. Because we had to be mentally strong. It rained. There was mud. And once you're down there, there's no, there's no bitching out. Like, yeah. you got to get back up to your car. And to mention that our packs were not the best packs. And yeah. so, like, yeah. it, was, it, was, it, was it was a challenge. Uncomfortable, mm -hmm. Right. So we take that trip, and, and, and that trip changed our life. We took another trip when we uh, left the railroad for two months. I took a two-month leave to build the bus and get ready to leave the railroad for good. Uh, don't tell them that. Um, you, don't tell them that. Uh, but what really happened on that, too, is like we went to Bryce Canyon, we went to Zion, and we were feeling all these amazing experiences we had these awesome hikes we're meeting cool people that are down with our thing and it was like this is really cool there's a community of people rolling around traveling hiking canyoneering mm -hmm. backpack camping doing all this stuff and it was like that was the stuff that we enjoyed so it was starting to change our lives right. which then started into the emotional side and what I mean by that is emotionally, like, I think of ego. Mm -hmm. I think of my ego. Mm -hmm. And my ego has been the forefront my entire life. It's always been me, me, me. It's all about me. And if you don't like my way, well, I hope you find another way because this is the way. Yeah. So my ego needed some help. And it's taken me and broken me down and beat me senseless to like get out of my own fucking way mm -hmm. and it's done that through fitness mm -hmm. it's done that through my mindset it's done that through letting go and practicing and learning and growing into an adult into a man into however we want to call that but that emotional side of i have been running and crying before we think that's emotional. Mm -hmm. That's an emotion, right? Yeah, crying. crying. It's an emotion right. or an action. But I think for me, the emotional maturity is that growth of self-discipline. Mm -hmm. It's that growth of self-confidence. It's that growth of maturity. It's that believing when you say you're going to do something, integrity, that you can do it. So my emotional stuff that I'm talking about turned into the core values that we spoke of last right. week. I had to become these things to be emotionally capable of handling life. Mm -hmm. A couple weeks ago, I flew to a men's event to speak and I got an experience that I got to see my own personal emotional growth through a mirror of someone else. Yeah. And it was awesome. And this is, a, this is a trick that I use to this day. I pinned myself against five years ago me in all kinds of shit. What would Dustin have done five years ago? 
what would Dustin have done five years ago here? What would Dustin have done five years ago there? And I don't even know why I picked five years ago. Maybe it was like halfway to whatever. So I look at myself five years ago and I judge that against myself today as a map to see how we're doing and what still needs worked on. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting at the airport, flight gets canceled. I miss my standby and there's a situation. There's this lady, um, she's trying to get to Austin as well. My flight's canceled. There's no way I ain't flying out till tomorrow at like 1 p.m. So there was no sense in getting frustrated or fired up. But five years ago, Dustin would have let the whole fucking airport know. Mm -hmm. Every one of them. And and so I'm sitting there and it was like, man, this sucks. What am I going to do now? Text my wife. Yo, this is what's up. Text the dude I'm speaking for. Yo, this is what's up. And here comes that lady. And she starts to like, fuck American Airlines and fuck you and screw all this. And you guys are assholes and you messed up all my flights for the last 50 years. And I can't even believe I'm still alive because of you people. Right? Yeah. And I'm sitting there and it was like, go. It was like the, of the, of the TV thing. And I was now watching the episode of five years ago, Dustin. Yeah. Fuck American Air and fuck you and fuck all these people. And this place ruined my life. And I don't even know how you guys stay in business as if I know shit about how to run an airline that moves across the world. They have bigger problems than my little missed flight that they don't give a shit about. Right. Right. Because what ultimately happened was a person died at the Austin airport Mm -hmm. in the gate that we were flying into. And because of, of an employee had gotten killed, they didn't want, sure. they, they needed to do some investigation. Yeah. So we weren't flying in. Yeah, close it down. So this lady flips out, and in my mind, I got to say, that is five years ago, Dustin. You have come a long ways. That person's still inside me. I see her. Mm-hmm. I see you. I know who you are. Because I've been there. Yeah. I think that, like you said, that person's still inside me. Oh, 100%. And I think that, like, that's the ticket, is learning how to control. Mm, And be empathetic. I was just going to say that. Being able to empathize with people has been one of my things. Like, to see somebody, you know, act out or do something, coming from a place of empathy and being like, I feel for you. I know that I probably could have acted that way or I don't know what's going on in your life. And learning to not take things personally has been another one. But empathy, I think, is a big big one that I have learned. Like being more empathetic. I think that was empathy for me was like, I could have easily been like, hey, shut up. Mm -hmm. No one cares because they don't. Mm -hmm. They have their own lives and their own situations. But the opportunity to get to see that and I like as you were speaking it came to me why I choose to judge five-year-old me so that I don't have to judge that lady Mm. I judge that against myself and I say oh no no honey you see that Mm -hmm. but this is you yeah right so I'm not judging her Mm -hmm. because I'm here to tell you that is me I would have done that matter of fact I'd have made a fool out of her And isn't it interesting, too, because the things that you see in people, and this is part of growth, right? The things that you see in people that drive you crazy, that makes you want to judge them, 
it's a really mirror. a mirror back to you showing you parts of yourself that you don't like about yourself or that you need to work on or that you need to work on yeah. and that was something too learning that taking the judgment out yeah. of judging other people right. what is it about that person that I don't like that's within me that I need to fix yeah. or work on because that go of. I I am seeing that in somebody else and I know that that's a reflection of me yep and that's the beauty. We've talked about this in marriage before. Marriage is truly a reflection of your life. Yeah. And God puts the person in your life that is going to mirror back the things that you need to fix. Now, listen, I didn't say the things that she needs to fix. Right. I said the things that I need to fix. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get mixed up in the... Well, my wife does this and it drives me nuts. And the reason your wife does that is to teach you to not do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's naturally like she doesn't even have to try. It's a natural thing that God puts together <laughs> that you get to go and take this relationship and mirror to each other where you suck at. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. That's what marriage is. Yeah. And the reason it's made intimate, like he was like, look, this is going to suck. She's going to like... Tell you that you suck. Yep, tell you and that he's going to suck because he's going to tell you that you suck. Yep. And especially in the first few years, it's going to suck because neither one of you are even going to know how to tell each other that you suck. So it's going to sound a lot like this. Hey, you need to fucking pick your shit up because the house is a mess. <laughs> and then you look over and it's like, oh, those are my That's shoes. my socks. That's, That's my, my sweatshirt. <laughs> but she's the lady. And she needs to clean the house. It's her job. Right. And, and that was how it started. Absolutely. And then we grew, right? Only to find out that all the things that you didn't like about me and that I didn't like about you were all the things that you didn't like about you and I didn't like about me. Yep. Wait, what? <laughs> I had to develop? I had to mature? Yeah. This is stupid. I could have just said like, oh, well, we grew apart and we weren't a good fit for each other. Yeah, S but sounds that's, like a great solution. But that's the opposite of what it really was. Mm -hmm. It was meant to be a challenge. 100%. It was meant to be uncomfortable. If you think for one second that you're going to make it for 50, 60, 70, in my case, 80 years being married to someone else, bro, I don't know how many times in my life I've hated me. Mm. How the fuck could I expect or plan to spend 80 years with someone else? That sounds insane. Mm -hmm. But because it's an intimate relationship, because I can share every single piece of myself and my thoughts and my fears and my dreams and my scarcity and my insecurities with you, mm -hmm. it makes it a hundred times stronger than any bond I've ever had with anybody else. So, yeah, like he was like, yo, you get to have sex and you get to like, you know, do all these cool things together, but you're also going to help each other grow mm -hmm. and learn and mature and develop and learn about yourself. And then that level of intimacy only grows deeper and deeper and deeper. And then you're grateful oh. that you pick this crappy wife that always points out your sweatpants <laughs> on the floor. My sweatpants are on the floor. <laughs> Right, but but your crappy wife that you marry, like I don't even know why we got together. We had sex a few times, and then we got married, and stupid. now she's a bitch. <laughs> and it's like, bro, are your sweatpants on the floor? Yes. Case closed. I, I, I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but but you should pick them up, right? So 
I just wanted to touch on that really fast yeah. because it all ties in so much to this holistic approach of a healthy lifestyle. And when you realize that if your physical's not in shape, mm. your marriage is struggling. If your emotional state is not matured, you're hurting other people. And we all know the saying that hurt people hurt, hurt people. people. Why? Because they are hurting and they don't know any better. Because they haven't matured to the next level of, you know what, I feel like shit today. I'm heavy in my chest. I'm experiencing some anxiety or depression or misery. Or maybe I'm just fucking going through something. But that doesn't mean I get to be an asshole to you. It doesn't mean I get to tell the lady at the American Airlines that she's a bitch. It doesn't work like that. And that's maturity. Mm -hmm. So when you get to that level of maturity in your emotions, the rest of the world gets less chaotic mm. and less noisy. And you find more internal peace. But that's because you removed yeah. the rest of the crap that Abs was holding you back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, physical check, no mental. Cares. And I want to stop back on mental and talk a little bit about the things that we have done to protect our mind now that we have understood that the things that you allow in your ears... The things you see with your eyes, the words you speak with your mouth, the things you do with your hands, the way you treat people is all part of what gets into your brain and the way that your life works. This is going to sound crazy. I hope that the majority of you are from like 90s kids, right? Grew up with gangster rap. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I grew up with gangster rap. Mm -hmm. White kid. Had a little crooked lowrider S10 pickup truck with a hundred spoke 20 inch wire wheels on my shit. Mm -hmm. Spotless every day, rolling fat. Yeah. Little, little weed in my pocket, <laughs> we're good, right? Yeah. Gangster rap taught me one thing. They talked about drugs, sex, money, alcohol, cops, trouble, murder, and being in a gang. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I've been in a gang, I have murdered, I have problems with women, I've had problems with money, I've had problems with drugs, I've had problems with sex, I've had problems with life. Yeah. When I allowed, allowed all these things into my space, mm -hmm. MTV watching the videos with the Twerking. clapping and the whole thing, <laughs> that's in my mind, yeah. right? That's in my mind. Mm -hmm. The songs, the drugs, the alcohol, I show up at parties and it's like, oh, this is what we do, man. Sipping on some scissor, but, 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 hell yeah, I'm in. Yeah. This is, this is the cool stuff. These people are rich. Like they're rolling the lifestyle that I want to roll. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with every single one of it. Why? Because I allowed that garbage into my ears. I allowed that garbage into my eyes. I allowed that garbage to come out of my mouth. I allowed that garbage into my heart and I became that garbage. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about mental, it is so important to protect your eyes. Mm. It's so important to protect your heart. It's so important to be mindful of the people that are in your space, the people that you allow to speak into you, the things and, and, and places that you allow to change you from the inside out. Yeah, even to the... The way that you speak to you. Yeah, 100%, right? Right, because what you take in, you hear. Oh, yeah. And then it becomes. It becomes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I mean, you're so right. Like, once we started to remove that stuff... So, yeah, that's what I want to get into. I, I know I'm, like, carrying on with, like, really protecting yourself mm -hmm. for a real good reason. Mm -hmm. Because all that shit becomes real. It does. But I think that, like... If you're not aware of it, you have no idea Correct. what you're consuming. Yeah, that was me. It, it, it's just like just living autopilot. Yep. Right? Like it just it's coming in like it's all that you know. But once you start to bring awareness to it, and you start to really start to focus in on what you're bringing, allowing to come into your space, you start to pick up on the things that you used to listen to, the things that you used to watch are repulsive. The people you used to hang the around. The people you used to hang around are repulsive. Like, how did I allow that into my space all these years? Yeah. That is awful. I remember when that song that I still have yet to listen to, it was called WAP. Oh. You already knew. It was the number one oh song God. for like, I don't know, 800 weeks in a row or something. Yeah. And you, I was like, yo, what is this guy even talking about? And then you told me what the, I had to search. I yeah, but you told me what the title was. I'm not going to say it on here. You can look it up. Yeah. But <laughs> this song Don't called WAP is now the number, one, the number hit one hit song in the country for months. And, and I am now seeing why we are where we are. Why? Yes. Yes. Kids are listening to this song. And we're allowing it. Like, I have no words. And that's a good thing. Because what we have done from that, and trust me, this isn't a like, we're perfect. Mm. You, you hear us cuss, you hear us. I have started to remove things from my life. Gangster rap. I don't listen to that very often. Mm -hmm. uh, I gotta be in a mood. Um, but TV shows. People I follow on Instagram, I, they're the real talk. I'll be straight. I'm sitting at home. There's a girl that pops up on my Instagram. Tanya and I have had this conversation. She has a red thong swimsuit on, and all the picture was was her butt. Mm. And I'm like struggling sexually, struggling mentally as a man. Like this shit's everywhere. What do I need to do about it? Yeah. Right? What do I need to do about it? So as I scrolled, I seen that and it was like, it made me uncomfortable because I was in a position where I was ready to make some changes when it comes to the female body, sexual innuendos, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I scrolled past and, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and immediately I was like, but you'll always know where to go back to to find that picture if you ever need to pornography, masturbation, like these are all things that are very, very prevalent today oh, in this world. Absolutely. So when I seen that photo, I knew I needed to remove it, but I didn't know what that meant. So I scrolled past it and I was like, nope, that's not enough. I went back and I clicked on that person's profile and I hit unfollow. Mm -hmm. And then I scrolled on and I have had to unfollow or mute or make people disappear out of my space because I don't want you in my space. I don't want you to violate my peace. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to take the way I feel about myself today and make me feel shameful or guilty for being on social media that I use for my business, that I use for my family, that I use to connect with people all over the world. 
you don't get that right. Mm -hmm. If I want to go look up porno, which I don't, mm -hmm. I'll go look for it. But it's not going to happen accidentally scrolling. It's yeah. the reason you and I aren't on TikTok. Yeah. Right? Oh, God, yeah. I am an influence when it comes to fitness on social media in some form or fashion. I've been doing it for five or six yeah. years. Right? I click on TikTok, fitness, and I'm like, holy shit. This has nothing to do with fitness. It's so oh, my God. No, don't. I'm not. I, I, oh, my God. <laughs> This is not fit. Holy cow. Okay. I need to delete TikTok. Yeah. And we have never like committed to doing TikTok yeah. because of that exact thing. It's raunchy. It's, it's nasty. Very raunchy. It's stupid. And I didn't want you to violate my terms. Mm -hmm. And my terms were mine. Yeah. And when I took that responsibility, when I took the remote back and you didn't get to press play, I now got to handle what was in my eyes. What was in my ears, what was coming out of my mouth, and what was pouring into my heart, mm -hmm. right? So when I started stopping some of those things, I'm going through freedom. I'm coaching freedom. It's a church thing, uh, a 12-week course. I'm going through freedom, and I got to do this 78 years old. And it was probably the most prominent lesson I've learned in the last couple years. And I said, sir, I'm not going to use his name. I said, sir, let me ask you a question. What do you do with women in your life and he knew exactly what I was talking about and he said Dustin let me tell you it doesn't ever go away the women don't ever just disappear one day because oh well I've been married 21 years now they probably don't wear clothes like that anymore mm -hmm. that's just not true right. they still continue to show up mm -hmm. the 16 year olds still continue to wear the same thing the 40-year-olds still continue to do the same stuff. It's always going to be that way. Right. So he said, this is what I had to do. And that was, I had to become not interested. See, he, he took his power back. Mm -hmm. He didn't allow you to affect him. He didn't allow you to interrupt his marriage. He didn't allow you to hurt his kids and have a divorce and do all these things because he said, no, 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 man. I'm not interested in that. Does it look nice? Sure, I've seen it. Looks great. High five. But I'm not interested in you. And I'm not interested in you. And I'm not interested in you. Take that wherever you want. Drugs, alcohol, sex, money, whatever. I'm not interested in that. Because what it's doing to me is it's harming me. And it's taking me places that I don't want to go. And I'm not going to roll that way no more. So give me the remote back. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put this in my pocket. Yeah. And for right now, I'm going to be not interested for a while. Yeah. And I'm going to try that out. I think that the important thing that you said there is like you have to take your power back. Mm -hmm. Because we give and give and give mm -hmm. our power away all the time to all these yeah. things. Social media is a free platform. Social media is a free platform to do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Which is but if I'm scrolling. But to take your power back and yeah. say, this is what I'm going to allow in my space. This is what I'm not going to allow in my space. You have to set those boundaries. Yeah and move forward and take your power back and control what you can control in your life. Which brings me full circle to my spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And the more crap that I remove, the less things that I involve myself with, the better I do as a human being, the closer I feel connected to God. Mm -hmm. Whether that's crappy food or crappy alcohol or crappy whatever the more stuff 
that I remove, the closer I am to God. Because it works the opposite of everything else. In the world, if I want your attention, what am I going to do? Get louder. If I get louder and you don't pay attention, what am I going to do? Get louder. Get crazier. And if crazier doesn't do it, what am I going to do? I'm going to get loud, I'm going to get crazy, and I'm going to bring people in with me so that you're going to pay attention to me eventually. And that's how the world works. Mm -hmm. God's the opposite. Gets quiet. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, you need some help? You're going to have to get quiet. Oh, you, you want to talk to me or hear from me? You're going to have to get less busy. Anyway. Oh, you want to freaking... You know, get to know more about where you're headed in life and in the direction that this world's taking you. Yeah, you're going to have to do less drugs so that you're of a sound mind and you can understand that these are the things that are happening. And they happen in the whisper. Mm. They happen in the quiet. They happen in the nature. They happen in that run when you're out by yourself mm. and you're running your race. And I'm moving. And God tells me to stop. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? I'm running in Frisco. I'm running for a freaking time. time and I'm going to beat my time. I'm hauling ass. And I'm running. And I see my wife and dog coming across the field. And they're way out there. And I'm running, running, running. And I just start getting this feeling like, you need to stop. And I was like, <laughs> ego. Yeah. No way would I ever stop. Like, I'm running right now. Mm-hmm. You need to stop. And I was like, lost your mind. You need to stop. I don't, is there someone else with me? Like, I'm not stopping. I don't know what part of that you don't understand. Yeah. And I get about 20 yards from Tanya and it's like, you're going to fucking stop. And it was like, I'm going to stop. So I, my, it's five in the morning. My wife's walking across the field. I'm running down a sidewalk. Both of us are doing our own thing, but we're now in each other's face. And I stopped and I pointed and I said, Tanya, I love you. And I started running again. That was it. It was all I needed to do. It was what I knew I needed to do in my heart. It was actually what she needed me to do. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it was it was really crazy because you, we didn't really understand it until after when we conversed. Yeah. Because I was on my walk having a conversation with God. And as I'm walking, I don't remember like what the conversation with God was really about. But... I just remember that when you stopped and you said, I love you, like mm-hmm. that hit, mm-hmm. like, first of all, Dustin would never stop. Like real talk, knowing the Dustin that I know, Dustin would never stop. I knew that he was running for time. Like I knew that he was like on a mission. And so I stepped off of the sidewalk so he could run by me and he stopped and pointed at me and said, I love you. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. I hear you, God. And it had something to do with hearing from God. Yeah, you were literally at, like, I need to hear from you. I need help. I need something. Yeah, pour my heart out to him. And and here I come. Yeah. I stop. I say I love you. I finish out my run. Mm -hmm. And the fastest time I had up until then was like 24.52 for a 5K. Mm -hmm. And when I ended, it was 24.53. 
And I got the message in my mind, in my heart from God that said, it only took you an extra second to tell someone you loved them. So always take the extra second and tell them that you love them. And it was like, <laughs> whoa, silly race I was running, right? Cause that's life changing. Mm -hmm. And it, both of us like telling this story today, it's still emotional. It's still, yeah. right? Still because it was, a, it, was a, it was what we both needed to have yeah. happen. And so when you talk holistic health, and you realize that like, if your mental slacking or your physical slacking or your emotional is undeveloped or you're not necessarily a spiritual person, it's affecting every area of your life. Mm -hmm. And the only way you get there is by continuing to show up every day, continuing to answer the call that says you need to stop, mm -hmm. continuing to look at yourself and see where you need to learn and grow and improve and develop and mature. And continue to be humble enough to know I still have work to do, yeah. right? I'm in great shape today. I literally just 500 miles on the year. I am a runner, but I have a long, long ways to go. Sure. In all of those areas, because it's a forever thing. Mm -hmm. Once I committed to living a healthy lifestyle and the holistic approach of fixing all of it, not just the food or the drink or the drug right. it's all came full circle and I understand all of it very small mm -hmm. but I at least get it all now yeah you know what I mean yeah and I think like you just continue to like I said it's building blocks yep. so like you just continue to build on that so yep. like you know on the physical piece Dustin and I have we've done so many different things in our fitness level right and now, like, for me personally, my next step is the things that I'm putting in my body yep. as well as the things that I'm putting on my body mm -hmm. and changing that. Like, I started over here and I've worked and I've worked and I've worked and I've changed things over time. And now my next piece is... How do I dive even deeper into my physical well-being? Mm -hmm. How do I dive even deeper into my emotional? How do I dive even deeper into my mental and into my spiritual? Like, what are the things that I want to do? It's just a continuous journey. Yeah, right now we're doing this kind of cool thing. Um, we've, we've established a really good budget. We've established, obviously, our eating and drinking habits and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, we're, we're really good at all that. But... The one thing that we're focused on right now is as things run out, including monster energy drinks and things that you've allowed to come with you along the journey. I've been drinking energy drinks since 2012. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we've, we've continued to bring some things with us. And those are like the crutches and the, the vices and the things, right? But today we're getting down to where you're like, monsters are gone. And I'm not buying anymore. Mm -hmm. So what can we either A, replace that with that's healthy and is going to add to my life mm -hmm. as opposed to that's unhealthy or take away from my life? Yeah. And I think like for me personally, my gut health journey that I did back in 2021, 2022, opened my eyes to a lot of things and... You know, like one of the things that my doctor had told me was 
it doesn't matter how healthy you are if the things on the inside are not healthy. It, yeah. it doesn't matter what you do. You could be eating the healthiest diet, be doing the most exercise, but if you're not healthy on the inside, it doesn't really matter. And you know, since I cleaned up my gut health, you know, I kind of fell off a little bit, like going back to eating dairy and gluten. And then I realized like, man, why am I doing this stuff to yeah. myself? It's making me feel like crap. And so now for me, like, it's more about things on a cellular level. Like, what am I doing? What am I putting into my body? What am I consuming, putting products, all of these things that is affecting me on the inside cool. that I don't even know about. So like, that's the next level for me is that more natural Holistic, holistic health. health. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, like the things that you, if you think about the things that you consume, process stuff, all of it, you don't know that the chemicals that you're putting in your body and what it's doing to you with your hormones, with sleep, sleep, all of right. these things. Same with like beauty products. Sure. The things that you're putting into your, onto your skin, like it's just, that's my next level. Yeah. And that's sort of where we're at right now. Yeah. It's to the like, Plinking the little stuff. Look, mm -hmm. I know what macros to eat. I know, you know, what dressing to have on my salad and all that. Like that, I'm, I'm, I'm past that level. So now it's like, how do we go deeper? Mm -hmm. How do we go more? How do we get more healthy? Mm -hmm. How do we get more out of the life that we get? Yeah. And I think a lot of it too is setting big ass goals and always having something. So like the, the real, I'm, I'm going to end on this, the Mysogi. Okay. The Mysogi is something... It comes from the Chinese, and, and every year they would do what they call a misogi, which is like something that's going to take a lot of your time and effort and energy, but it's also going to change the trajectory of your life. It's, it's this big-ass thing. So like for me, 2023, I technically have two misogis. One is the beginning of Burn the Boats Apparel. I needed to start this company, so we started it. Mm -hmm. Done. That is only the beginning. Mm -hmm. The Mysogi is keep going every day. Show up. Put your shoes on. Punch the clock. Do what you need to do. Yeah. The second one is the thousand miles. Mm -hmm. Both of them require a lot of my time, a lot of my energy, a lot of my focus. But both of them are very, very healthy. Yeah. And both of them are moving my life forward. I just want to say too, like... You know, you say for your goal is for us to be married for 80 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, like, just the change in that is if I'm going to get to 80 years of being married to this man, I have got to take care of my health. Yeah. I have got to focus on the things that are going to bring longevity. Healing. The things that I'm doing right now, I have to take inventory of. Is what I'm doing today, every single thing that I am taking in, is that leading me closer to longevity and living a life that's going to get me to 80 years of a marriage with you? Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, like, I can't control yeah, yeah, yeah. that, right? But you but can, I can do everything to get there. The things to try to get there. Right. And so I think it's like looking at life that way and taking that personal inventory. Mm -hmm. And realizing, like, I might need to get rid of these monsters, beings that there's like 82 things I can't pronounce mm -hmm. in order for me to get to 103. Mm -hmm. Like I could keep drinking monsters and die at 92, but then I didn't meet my goal. Yeah. So it's like everything matters at this point. Mm -hmm. And it becomes real when you have set a goal that's literally 
65 years from now. Yeah. 66 years from now. Because yeah. we're coming up on 14 years mm -hmm. of marriage. 66 years from now, I'm going to be married to you for 80 years. Mm -hmm. Which I'm going to be 103 years old. And I'm going to do what I need to today, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, to set myself up mm -hmm. for the greatest possible success I could have in getting there. Yeah. And I think that's the entire idea of our holistic health approach is it's all around mm -hmm. and it's all consuming and there's really nothing more important than getting your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health in order. Yeah. And with that, that's episode three of the Dustin and Tanya podcast. Two point oh. Supposed to say two point oh. Two point oh. Dustin and Tanya <laughs> podcast.